on episode 464 of I Am Salt Lake podcast, we are joined by Hannah Foster from Foster's Refillery. Hannah was visiting family here in Utah when COVID hit, and as a result, her experiences mostly while living in New Zealand, she decided to create a local green refillery service in Salt Lake City. Hannah is so smart and funny, and I love talking with her. I'm so on board for this refillery service idea. This is a great conversation. Really, really fun one. Hey, before we get into that conversation, though, we should introduce ourselves. My name is Chris Hollifield. And my name is Chrissy Hollifield. Hey, welcome to our podcast, everybody. If this is your first time listening in, if this is your first time downloading the podcast, you may be asking yourself, what is it all about? What am I about to listen to? Well, this podcast is a podcast where Chrissy and I, we're showcasing awesome people here in Salt Lake City, anyone with a cool story to share, like business owners, authors, tattoo artists, restaurant owners, breweries, distilleries, food truck owners. Go check out our website. I mean, there is tons of awesome conversations there. Tons of them. I mean, I don't even, I mean, that's... that's <laughs> at least 464, At right? least 464. <laughs> but uh, on that note, this is the last episode of uh, 2020. Holla! Is I, that, I mean, that's I'm ready good, to, right? I'm ready to get this year 20, behind us. 2021 can't be worse. Well, let's, okay, you wait, know... Okay, wait, did I, knock on wood, I'm knocking on wood. Knock okay, on wood. All right. <laughs> Quickly <laughs> Let's touch. move forward, but before we do, guess what I'm going to be celebrating New Year's with? What is that? A big ol' steaming cup of Hugo coffee. <laughs> And I will have you know, on Christmas Eve, while we were playing Santa, I literally made some Hugo coffee about eight o'clock at night. Yeah. And you looked at me and you're like, is that coffee? And I I was just like, oh, honey, Santa is just getting started. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I need my energy. Oh, I've been loving it so much. Uh, Hugo Coffee, obviously our sponsors of this podcast, but they are also one of my favorite companies. They are all about saving dogs one bag of coffee at a time. 10% of their net profits go to dog rescue organizations to provide shelter, beds, veterinary care, and toys. Also, they can be happy and healthy until they get adopted. Hugo Coffee is a craft coffee roastery based right out of Park City. And what's really cool is that their head roaster, John, he selects the highest quality beans with a rich flavor profile for a wide range of roasts from light to dark and even an espresso roast. Their website, hugo.coffee, go check it out. They have tons of different coffee there that's available. And we created a very special promo code just for listeners of this podcast. If you enter the promo code podcast when you're at checkout, you get the very special podcast deal of buy one bag, get the second bag 50% off, and you get free shipping. So you're helping, helping save dogs and all that good stuff. You're helping a podcast. You're helping a local company. Pretty rad. And you are giving your body some amazing coffee at the same time. So again, the website is hugo.coffee. Go check out their Black Paw French Roast, Bonafido Dark Roast, and so many more. Just remember to use the pro- promo code podcast to get yourself the exclusive buy one, get the second bag 50% off and free shipping for I Am Salt Lake podcast listeners and their friends. All right, here's that conversation with Hannah Foster when we learned all about Foster's Refillery, all the, the cool stuff that she's up to. Such a fun conversation. Let's get into it. Here we go. I want to start right off with you with kind of an introduction on what Foster's Refillery even is and how did it start? When did it start? Because I'm sure everybody listening 
hasn't probably, they haven't even probably heard of you before. Yeah, we are. We're brand new. Yeah. Well, so I'm not sure if people are familiar with refilleries, but the idea behind that is rather than buy a new single-use plastic container every time you need soaps, cleaning supplies, personal hygiene products, you you reuse a reusable container. So our spin on that is uh, we throw in a delivery element to that. So you order everything online and you can use one of our jars, buy one of our jars or use your own. And we will um, come to your house if weather is permitting and you're in our biking boundaries. We'll bike to your house, fill up all, all your goods and then charge you per ounce. That is awesome. You'll even bike to the house. So you won't drive. It has to be within That's biking. That's hardcore. <laughs> we do as much biking as possible. Some of the further deliveries like Bountiful um, or Sandy will drive, but everything like to 3900 South, to Redwood Road, we'll, we'll bike it if the weather is allowing us to do so. Wow. I love it. See, and this is, I was just telling Chris before we got, got on with you, like I have always wanted to try a service that did something like this. Um, but even this is, it feels like it's, uh, even a new level of, of, of this type of distribution of, of goods, because usually you can buy things, uh, in less packaging delivered. So you can either go and fill your stuff up in person somewhere, but if you want it delivered, you still have packaging and, you know, I, I love the earth and we should all (laughs) take care of the earth. Do what we can, right? (laughs) But Yes, but also I am a selfish, selfish mom of four who just it goes crazy with how much trash we make all yeah. the time. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, if I cannot have a box, please do this for me. That's why well, I'm just well, like so excited. That, like people are busy. You know, people have lives yeah. and it takes a lot of extra steps to go and refill all your stuff in a physical store. You know, you yeah. have to bring all your jars. It's messy. And you have to, you know, it's a, there's math involved and it's not selfish. Like you're busy. People have kids, people have full-time jobs. So we just want to make, you know, being eco-friendly as convenient as possible. We are kind of like, um, we like to think of ourselves as the milkmen of our community, milkmen and women of our community, but um, for soap and <laughs> et cetera, et cetera, shampoo. So, but. so let's talk about the products. What, what products? So you have soap, like shampoo, I mean, really anything and everything. I mean, I guess the best bet would be just to send people to the website. Yeah. Fosterisrefillery.com. Uh, we have, I'm pretty proud. We have a, about 50 to 60% of our products are from local creators. So if you go on our website, you can actually filter um, the shop to just show local products to support some of our um other local businesses. I kind of wanted us to be like the one-stop shop for all eco products you need. And if you like put you in contact with other local Utah um, businesses. What was the the idea for this? How did you kind of create and spawn this baby, <laughs> if you will? It's kind of a convoluted story coming off if I get a little boring, <laughs> but uh, I, I went to... Um, I went, I went to school in New York and that's kind of where I discovered that environment, the environment, environmentalism was something that I was super passionate about. You know, I grew up, I was lucky enough to grow up and go camping in Salt Lake and, you know, in Red Rock country. And I always knew I loved to be outside, but going into the city, I realized I wanted to make a career somehow something to do with the environment. And I did some traveling. I was living in a in a van in New Zealand for a little while. And I remember thinking, I was like, I wish I could just fill up however many ounces of shampoo I needed. Or, you know, rather than buy this big cont- container that I might end up having to throw away, I wish I could just 
fill something up, but I'd never heard of a refillery. And then lo, lo and Lo and behold, <laughs> um, I got a job actually in New Zealand working at this naturopath store that had a no natural grocer attached to it and a refillery. And I was like, this is exactly what I was thinking of. And I worked behind the counter, helped people refill. And it was one of the most affordable components of the store because you don't have to buy containers. You don't have to buy packaging, labels. It's just exactly what you need. Um, but I did notice that the process was messy. It was asking the consumer to make, like, take a lot of extra steps. So, but, um, but I knew after working there that I wanted to open my own business because I saw like the power that for good, you know, local businesses can have for their communities. Have we talked about, I mean, you're brand new. You just barely started this over the summer, right in the middle of a, of a pandemic, right in the middle of COVID. I mean, how has that been for you? How's the response been? How, I mean, are people excited to, to use you or what, what's going on with all that? community has been salt lake and utah they've been very good to us so far it's been very heartening um because a lot of you know close friends people's opinions that i respect were like this is kind of silly to open up a business you know in the middle of a pandemic it might be a little foolhardy of you um but we're lucky in that our business model is very covid friendly you know you don't have to come into contact you know, close contact with anyone you know we text people before we get to their house so the jars are outside for us fill them up and then, you know, all of our deliverers are wearing gloves and masks and um, we have hand sanitizer on all our deliverers. And then um, and then we text you when we're done. So it's it's pretty covid friendly. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, having the jars outside, because I was thinking about that. I was like, well, you know, would they come in the house and then have to, like, walk around to each room or something? <laughs> but yes, go but, fill uh, my pantry. Yeah, that works out great because so you could you could have them ready to go outside. You wouldn't even have to see them. Mm-hmm. You know, just just electronically pay you the money. Wow, that is yeah, great. That is neat. Yeah. Well, and you know, and we're lucky in this day and age to have PayPal and Venmo and all that. So we refill everything, and then after the fact, we'll send you a PayPal request for the ounces that you ended up filling, or we ended up filling. Okay, and I have to know yeah. the bike thing. So <laughs> <laughs> you're eco friendly. Is it specifically for that reason, or is it like just kind of a combination of you want to be healthy. You want to. It know, is specifically for that. Yeah, we want to just reduce single-use plastics and reduce harmful chemicals as best we can. You know, and put and support other businesses that are doing the same and carry their products. So it is that's the that. the um, you know foundation of Foster's Refillery. Right. I think that's so great. And I want to go back a little bit. You mentioned and you slid pretty quickly by this, but I caught. You said you lived in a van in New Zealand, right? Oh, I missed the van part. How, how do you, how do, well, for, first of all, we're in New Zealand because we actually have some <laughs> listeners of this podcast in New Zealand. Really? Uh, oh. and it, you know, uh, Nikki yeah. and John, they, I don't know where exactly, I mean, I could look it up, but. Uh, They're pretty awesome. Why were you living in a van in New Zealand? I mean, that's <laughs> not, it's not connected to anything in the United States. It wasn't like you just drove over there one day and just got. No. Just check it out. I was, um, well, I graduated college, saved my pennies and was like, I really, really want to go on a big old grand adventure. And I ended up going by myself. New Zealand has such a travel friendly eco or travel friend friendly, uh, infrastructure. And I've just, I was in the South Island for about three and a half, four months traveling around in the van. And then I ended up, uh, settling for about three to four months in Raglan, New Zealand. So shout okay. out to Herbal Dispensary. That's where I worked. There was no weed involved. 
despite the name, but. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say. Well, well shoot. I was going to say too, this is, so the word refillery, mm-hmm. I, A, I love this word so much. I was like, oh my gosh, that's the coolest word. I've never actually heard it before. Is it, is it really a real word? And I should have maybe looked in a dictionary, but I didn't because I want to hear your version. Well, I wish I could coin that term, but um, no, I think it's been around. I was new to it too. I just barely, I just barely was introduced to it. But I think it's been around. There are a couple like refilleries in California on the East Coast. And no, I wish I could own that word. It is funny though, because, you know, telling people the name Foster Refillery, they're always like, Foster Distillery. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, no, no. Because <laughs> you, you immediately go, apothecary, distillery, like all the things that are old school and end with RY. Oh, 100%. Everyone has, makes me, um, or asks me to like repeat the name. They're like, so hopefully that doesn't come to like bite me in the butt, but. <laughs> no, I think it's really cool. It, it, it feels like you're kind of, I feel like uh, we as um, a species, if you will, kind of went crazy and learned a lot all at one time and then wrecked the earth. And yeah. now we're, you know, the the ones that came afterwards were like, oh, crap, what do we do? And you're yeah. you're helping bring forth new ways for us to hopefully move forward as a society. And even and I love how it's local in your biking. And so it's it's very community based. You know, we're kind of just bringing it back to what we should be doing as humans. Right. Like kind of scaling it back other. where we can yeah. and using more innovation. I feel like we're kind of, I'm hopeful that we're in the second phase of the industrial evolution. The first phase was, you know, taking off with electricity and the internet and everything. And now the second phase is using those same problem solving skills to kind of, you know, save our environment, cut I down on that. waste. I actually really love that because, and I'm sorry, I'm going off on a tangent here, but that's what it's all about. I mean, especially our generation and maybe we have a right to be, sometimes we're a little bitter about the damage that has happened um, from all the nuclear testing and all the, all these things that they didn't know what would happen, but we have to realize they did the best with what they could. And that technology has led us to where we are now. And so I love your perspective on it because it's like, look, we're where we're at because of those things. Let's see what we could do. Like, let's make a second movement. Right. Well, and I love um, being cranky. Something that just really gets me excited about Foster's Refillery is we try to make environmentalism. We're trying to open it up and make it as inclusive as possible because it can be so, um, so kind of have like a holier than thou kind of mentality or make people a gatekeeping mentality. And we just want to be like, you know what? We Everyone's welcome here. You know, everyone's doing the best they can. And that's all we can really ask for. And, you know, people who are um, more economically disadvantaged, those are the people who are going to get hit with global warming the hardest. You know, so let's bring more people to the table is kind of our ethos a little bit. We're going to take just a minute now and tell you about one of our awesome sponsors. Did you know that it's time to think about your health insurance podcast listeners? And wouldn't you like to work with a local insurance broker to help you find the best plan? Well, then do we have great news for you. ARC Insurance is a woman-owned business based right here in Utah, founded by Rebecca Yates in 2010. Rebecca and her team are committed to helping clients find the best health insurance coverage at the most reasonable cost. 
Part of their expertise is helping small business owners, single moms, and families with special needs find the best health insurance plans. Arc Insurance works with all the major health insurance carriers, and there is no additional cost to use a broker, so get in touch with an Arc agent today. Visit arcutah.com, that's A-R-K-U-T-A-H.com, or just give them a call 801-901-7800 to schedule an appointment today. And many thanks to Arc Insurance for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Now, is this your first like entrepreneur type endeavor or have you done stuff similar to this or is this the first time? Well, in New York, I worked for a about a year and a half um, for my friend's startup. He opened a uh, media Instagram channel business and I ran, I operated one of the channels um, that was kind of about environmentalism called Our Lit Planet. And I learned a ton from him. Um, his name is wow. Ben Crame. He like, I saw his hustle, you know, and of course, you know, uh, I, I saw his hustle. I saw how much work he put into this um, and it made me, like inspired and kind of like fired up. It's like, this is something that I would like to do myself someday. Very cool. So what did, what did you do for me? You did like an Instagram channel and something with the environment? Yeah. So we ended up losing funding for that channel, unfortunately. So that's why we ended up splitting ways. And that's the other thing. I saw the environment, uh, the financial side a little bit, but um, yeah, so he runs different um, like Instagram channels, different social media channels, and then he'll do uh, advertisements through them. So that's where the income comes through. Ah, interesting. Now, okay, so I was just trying to figure out where the refillery, that's right, you worked at a place in New Zealand. So my, yes. my bad with that completely. Oh, no, that's okay. It's a very like long you've taken story. taken all of your experiences and combined them into this really cool new idea. 2020 is almost over, right? This is actually going to be the last episode of 2020. So we're going into 2021. What are your plan? What are your plans with with this whole thing? Like, where where would you like to see yourself over the next year, over five years? I mean, would you like a brick and mortar at all, or would, do you like it kind of the way it is? Someday, I think a brick and mortar would be fun. You know, so people could come in and interact with the products a little more. But I think our main deal is going to be delivery. That's kind of just kind of the foundation of where we started. And I think it just adds a huge layer of convenience for people. But this next year, we would love, we're looking into getting a farmer's market booth. So that will be a fun way to kind of interact in person with people this summer. But I guess our goal is to just grow and get more and more products so that we can be the local eco-friendly Utah Amazon. We can be as convenient as shopping online, but a little more ethical. No, I love that. And and I think, first of all, I think you'll do great at the farmer's market, right? Oh, yeah. I'm super uh, excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but I think one of the biggest things that really jumped out to me when I, when I found your page on Instagram and I reached out to you was the delivery part, because especially with everything that's been going on over this last year, I think people are finally starting to realize, hey, delivery is actually a pretty cool thing. Right? Like we can get a lot more done when we don't have to go somewhere. And so I think it's great. Perfect timing, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I, I am really. Well, and I read another thing when I first uh, got back to Utah. I read this NPR article about how there is a milkman resurgence and um, how it's this model that everyone's kind of familiar with. And it's coming back because people want their local organic, you know, hormone free milk and how people are really uh, 
kind of latching onto this. And I was like, well, people have been familiar with this model for years. And so let's bring it back with more of a modern twist, you know? Yeah, I think it just kind of uh, was thought of as an old model that couldn't scale and wasn't money making. And uh, I think uh, hopefully, hopefully, cross my fingers, the U.S., we're shifting our perspective a little bit where, oh, the old models were actually really healthy emotionally physically you know <laughs> right shopping <laughs> really good for you cool. and yeah, yeah good positive good. impacts yeah no 100 percent. well and i just i've been feeling so hopeless and small lately and it's like you know me not choose you know boycotting huge companies or whatever it is is not going to make a huge world of difference but me you know, turning that into a positive like what can i do with my money you know m- money spent locally goes so much further. And mm-hmm. so that's, that's been super hopeful for me at in 2020, you know, not thinking, what can I do? To, you know, what can I take away? What can I boycott? What can I support? What can I help? What can I do in my community? How can I make my corner of the world a little better? I love that because it's so easy for us to all complain. And like we all do, and it's healthy and it's cool. <laughs> but, it you is- know, well, the reason we're complaining is because we need we, we're searching for something to help improve our life. Yeah. And so you actually took that and tried to you're trying to make the world a better place. We're trying. We're trying, you know, and yeah, it's been just super, super fun. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But it's been it's really so fun. Cool. And people have been awesome. All right, we're going to take just a minute now and tell you about another one of our awesome sponsors. I love these guys, utahmarijuana.org. They are your number one spot for all things medical marijuana, medical cannabis, CBD, and THC. I don't know if you guys remember Tim Pickett back on episode 420 earlier in this year. Great dude. What a great guy. I actually uh, started another podcast with him, Utah in the Weeds. Go check that out. But anyway, he started utahmarijuana.org. Utahmarijuana.org's team of medical cannabis experts makes getting your medical card super easy from your first office visit to navigating the state card application and beyond. With over 20 compassionate and highly skilled qualified medical providers ready to help you find relief, you won't have to search for a doctor willing to recommend cannabis treatment. The patient experience team at utahmarijuana.org is dedicated to helping you get all the way through the process so you can get your medicine legally. And they actually will really help you understand dosage and pay attention to all the different things that help meet your needs. Uh, as I said, I've, I'm a recent patient of them, and they have been invaluable to me in treating my PTSD. It's been absolutely incredible. I think our home has been a better place. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, I don't have <laughs> my better. my PTSD reactions were, are pretty extreme and I, I didn't even realize it. So just, oh, man, you guys have to go see them. And right now they're offering an exclusive discount to I Am Salt Lake listeners. You can use the promo code GREEN25 for $25 off your first visit. And if you're in the West Valley City area, check this out, utahmarijuana.org. They're located in West Valley City now at 3615 West, 1987 South, Building 8. So depending on where you are located in the valley, they have an office near you. Isn't it time that you took control of your own health? utahmarijuana.org. Now, I don't think I, I don't think I asked you this. Maybe I did, or maybe I just thought it, you know, gosh, anymore, you don't know if you talked in your own head or if you talked to a person, right? But <laughs> yeah, this year, is, yeah. Are any of your products 
inside any local stores at all? Have you thought about getting them inside any stores at all? Well, so we don't we don't make the products. We just deliver and refill them. So we're the service that connects the products to the consumer oh. in a um, environmentally friendly way. I got you. For some reason, I thought you made the soaps. So I'm glad we clarified that. <laughs> no, no, we do not make the soaps. But we carry the your favorite brands. <laughs> I got you. I got Love you. It. I'm glad. Okay, that. and I have to know. Yeah. The bikes. We're going back to the bikes, okay? <laughs> <laughs> what if someone orders a whole bunch of stuff? Well, they got bike bike trailers. Is that or what? Something. Oh, like a bike exactly trailer. What it is. We did. Oh, okay. We got like Perfect. these little like pet trailers and converted okay. them into. Oh, that's really cool. Model See, carriers. <laughs> I was like, if I had to bike stuff to someone's house, how would I? So I was trying to figure out, you know, depending on size of orders, like you know. Oh well, to, what's that? Oh, I was going to tell Chrissy to go to the website and scroll, go to the about us page and scroll down and there's some bikes and there's, they're pulling like a little oh, trailer thing. I was just looking at the pretty product images. Yeah. <laughs> so can... My bad. My bad. No, you're good. There's a lot to look at. I got to give my dad a little shout out. He does most of the bike deliveries and he is a legend. He'll go rain or shine. He'll go with like. It's got to be 20 pounds of product sometimes back there, up in the avenues, up in the Upper East Side. And he's just With those like huge hills, huge hills. And he's so wow. cute. He'll come back and he'll be like, I did not walk one single time this delivery. <laughs> it's like, good on you, dad. Wow. That's impressive. So he you, needs a high five. So you got your dad and dad involved. I mean, do you got anybody else, any other family members involved? Rope my dad in. Um, I'm actually just brought a little, uh, an intern on board, which has just been extraordinarily helpful. Um, I have this great lady, Carly, who helps me with some of the marketing, but we're a tiny operation. No, I, I, I figured it was all you. I didn't even know you've had other people helping you. That is that is awesome. What what kind of advice, now that you've been doing this for a few months, you have a little business going of your own, what kind of advice would you give somebody else that might be listening that wants to start their own business, right? Like, obviously, it would be a different kind of business, but just a business in general. Any advice that you would give them? I guess just be brave. I think that was my biggest thing. I was like, I don't know if I want, like, I knew once I started it, it was going to kind of consume my life. And it was going to take a lot of time and it might not even, you know, there might be no fruits to my labor. But when I was, when I committed and was like, you know what, whatever happens, I feel like I got to do this and just kind of took that leap. I felt like that, that was the hardest part for me. So, so you were a little nervous starting, you were a little skeptical, you were a little, uh, now is this your, are you doing this full time now or do you have another full time job you're doing on the side with this or, or what? So I do this. Essentially full-time, uh, but okay. I also have a part-time job. Uh, I work at Walter's Osteria part-time. Oh, okay. Days a week. okay. Yeah, oh, I was yummy. just curious how it was juggling everything around, you know, because that's kind of one of the things, you know, through the years of talking to so many people on the podcast, you, you find out they have these jobs that you think are full-time, but they're doing it in the wee hours of the night with their full-time yeah. job during the day. And you just want to know how do you do all of this? What's your secret, right? Uh, yeah. I have just gotten micromanaging myself as best I can. You know, I try to make sure that I have time for rest and play because that's important. But I am using these little like quarter pieces of paper that I find myself writing my to-do list and kind of scheduling out my day before I go to bed. And things can get tight. You know, I wish I had full my full attention to focus on fosters. But it is also on the flip side, 
nice to have um, some some security financially, you know. Oh, sure. 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 That always helps, I guess. Do you, do you ever have days that you just don't want to do it though? Like that you're just not motivated, right? You talk about how you have to kind of, you know, manage and micromanage and all this and that, but do you ever just wake up and you're like, I, I, I'm not doing it today. When you're the boss, how do you take a day off? There you, go. <laughs> you know, and I've had a hard boss. time taking days off. Actually, I'm kind of the flip side where like, I don't want to do anything else. It's kind of how I'm feeling these days. Cause I just, it's so gratifying. I've, so far, posture filler has just been so gratifying. So I have a hard time doing other things and, you know, having a little balance. Was there something about the pandemic that actually kind of pushed you uh, off the cliff, if you will, and and to dive headfirst into this? Because I've, I've, we've noticed that a lot of people this year, we've all just been like, you know what, whatever. I'm going to do the thing I always wanted to do. <laughs> what doing else it. could happen? <laughs> you know, I feel bad saying that, but the the pandemic or the quarantine at least has just been such a blessing in my life actually. Cause I, the biggest roadblock for me initially was getting the website up, but I was at home, couldn't go anywhere. So I just figured it out. You know, I just like was able to overcome this hurdle. And since then I've had someone come and help and fine tune it. Stefano's great, great guy. Um, but it's been, it's been great. I think that we as a society needed a little time to like, slow down and focus on what we really wanted to focus on, you know? Chrissy and I talk I, about that all the time. Yeah, and I'm always like, scared to say it. I'm always scared to be like, I'm actually really, really grateful for this year. Well, and that's it a- did. It forced us to step back and really assess things and look at what's important to us. A hundred percent. I think that it has been so great in so many of my life, like my life and in so many of my friends' lives. And you do feel kind of guilty because it's you're coming from kind of a place of privilege to be able to be secure enough to take that time to reflect. But it has been, I think that we just, in the United States, we kind of have an unhealthy relationship with work sometimes. And it's nice to have something force you to like slow down, you know, be a little introspective. Yeah, absolutely. Especially since society got to the point where it was telling us, if you're sleeping, you're a failure. Yeah. How dare you take time to sleep? How dare you eat lunch? (laughs) You should be working. It's crazy to me. Like, I feel like in other countries, like in France, it's like, against the law to work more than 35 hours a week, I think is what, I mean, maybe someone fact check me, maybe I, (laughs) but, um, but here it's like, if you're working 40 hours a week, it's like, you should be doing more. Oh yeah. 40 hours is like the bare minimum, which is outrageous. Cause anyway, that's a whole tangent. (laughs) It's like, yes, what 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 are you in jail for? I've worked too much. I've worked too many hours. Let's like go over to another podcast and talk history beefs because that would be fabulous. No, let's. Let's switch directions. Actually, yes. I, we always like to get to know who, you know the person on the show. So in your case, let's get to know Hannah a little bit, right? Like when you're not doing all this Foster's refillery stuff, like what are some of your other hobbies and interests? Like what's something else that takes some of your time up? You know, I always will have a little bit of a wanderlust. So I love, you know, going on little trips. This year has been, you know, low key road trips, which we are just so lucky to live here. There are so many cool places within four hours of where we live, you know, um, this summer I got into mountain biking a little bit. So nice. much fun. I like, it's so scary, but honestly, so fun. I love, um, got into climbing a little bit. I love to ski. Thank goodness. We got a little snow. Let's keep that. Uh, hopefully that keeps coming. Yeah. Big winner. Right? Okay. Can I just say something? Cause my ADD yeah. brain is having so much sure. fun. Sure. <laughs> When you said you got into mountain biking, we just interviewed uh, Dog Friendly SLC. 
Uh-huh. And all I could imagine was dogs chasing mountain bikers because I was joking <laughs> about that on that episode. <laughs> I watched like so many videos of where they like set up their like GoPro with the dog behind them. Why is that like the most fun thing to watch in the internet? I don't know. I don't know why, but it just sounds great. <laughs> yeah, it's claimed a lot of my hours, hours of my life. <laughs> It's worth it. Self-care. Yeah. I digress. Back to the questions. (laughs) No, no. So what about the uh, most memorable concert or sporting event that you've been to? Ooh, most memorable concert. This is such a, I feel like Utah probably has a lot of little Aquabat fans, but I think the Aquabats was my first concert ever. Where did you see them at? I saw them. Where was it? Was it 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 Utah? Yeah. What's that? Okay. I, I, it was in Utah that you oh, said. Oh, yeah. It was okay. in Utah. I was, yeah. yeah, I was I was young. I was like 10, 11, went with my brother and dad. And I remember I like crowd surfed and I was like, I have peaked. This is this is it. I <laughs> I don't know if I can get any it's higher over. than this. Yeah, right? <laughs> that is all awesome. all from there, man. That is awesome. <laughs> I remember so cool. seeing the Aquabats at uh, a venue down in Provo. Years ago, they actually opened up for Jimmy Eat World. I might be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure it was at this venue called The Edge in Provo. So if anybody listening was at that show, let me know if that show really did exist or if it was just in my head. And I saw Aquabats on Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> Yo Gabba Gabba. That's so funny. That like brings me back to my like pre-tween days, my tweeny days. Dude, right? It's, so it's much like fun. the best. And I think it was actually co-produced by an Aquabat. Which it was. Wait, well, they're so something. fun. Well, and I remember mm-hmm. my brother was always in bands growing up. And so I loved going to his concerts. I felt like I was so cool. He was older than me. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to my brother's right? show. <laughs> <laughs> that really is the best. Yeah. Yeah. We have a few uh, Salt Lake City questions that we ask everybody that comes through here, Hannah. So, yeah. of course, we're going to ask you, you know, we have family and friends that visit us from time to time. They come into town and they're like, show us around, show us a tour, show us some of your favorite spots and, you know, people have told us anything from, you know, the lake to the mountains to wherever, yeah. you know, downtown. What do you have like one or two favorite spots you like to show off? I'm trying to think. I've had a couple of friends visit me from New York. Um, I took one of my friends on highway 12 and I just remember she just fully started crying when she, we got on the road cause it was so beautiful and she'd never seen anything like it. And that was one of the most gratifying things showing people the red rock desert for the first time is just one of my favorite things of all time. What about, do you have any favorite local eating spots? Like any, uh, like one or two favorite spots? Um, I, I love Alche, Alchai. They're, they're what are like on 500 North. It's a Vietnamese vegan restaurant, but it doesn't even taste. It doesn't like the, the fake meat. I had this one friend, we take them all the time. And then he was telling his other friends, he's like, yeah, they have like the best like pho. They have the best like meat sandwiches. And we're like, you know, it's vegan, right? And he's like, no. <laughs> no kidding. You know, it's, fu- awesome. it's, it's funny how, uh, yeah, it's just funny how that works out that way, right? It's all a psychological thing. But, <laughs> well, I have a whole theory about that too. Vegans have to work harder for their food, man. You know what? They make I, it taste good. True. They have to be more creative with it sometimes. So like sometimes right? they get cooler f- flavor because they have yeah, to be you like you can't rely on like the beef fat for flavor exactly yeah i love all chai delicious arepas down downtown they're by the pie hole so good they're venezuelan food and back when the nightlife was kind of happening here they were open late which was awesome so that's a good place to go and you're right there downtown oh and then of course 
Alberto's, you know, you got to We have such good Mexican food here. Uh, Alberto's has saved the breakfast burritos as the size of a baby. It's you know? a classic, classic, classic. Yeah. <laughs> A heavy night out drinking and go grab oh, one of those at right. two in the morning. Alberto's you know. is always there for you. Good okay. friend. Yeah. Always there when you need it. <laughs> Alberto's is the drunk chick in the bathroom giving you hugs. <laughs> I love Alberto's. <laughs> Would you change anything about Salt Lake City if you if you had a chance, right? Like let's say you were you had this ability. You're the genie of Salt Lake. Yeah, you're the genie of Salt Lake. I love you, outrageous. And you could things. change something. Is there anything or not? Maybe not. There are a couple things I think I would change. Um, I think Salt Lake has a fantastic community, but I do think going back kind of to like the outside enthusiast scene, I think it could be a little exclusive sometimes. And I think if you don't have a friend or a family member to kind of bring you in and show you the ropes, it can be intimidating. And um, like, for example, not to go off on a tangent here, my best friend he, you know, was born and raised in Utah. Um, he's first generation Vietnamese. And I remember um, I roped him into this family backpacking trip. And before I convinced him to come, he would say, I, I don't know if I should go. This is kind of like some white people stuff. And it's like, that's, you know, you're as Utah as <laughs> anyone else as I am or any of our friends. And it's kind of sad that you feel that way. You know, so I, I wish I could, we could make it a little less of a competitive, like competitive scene and make it a little more fun and inclusive and kinder to newbies, you know? Almost more welcoming. Yeah. Another, yeah, I like yeah. that. Because I know that being outside was such a big, important part of my childhood. And, you know, I wish that everyone felt a little more like they had access to that. Um, another thing, I love, love, love seeing the city grow. And I love seeing new people move in and bring, you know, their backstories and their culture and their talents to the city. But I would like to see a little more uh, affordable housing. Like the housing oh, yes. in Utah is just, especially Salt Lake, it's just absurd. It's it's just, yeah. yeah it, it's unmanageable. It's Yeah, right? It's just not, it's yeah. not very um, realistic for a lot of people. So I would love, I know, uh, what's his name? Glenn Bailey. He works with Crossroads Urban Center. I think, I think that's his name. Anyways, he um, had a couple ideas thrown around like making, tiny home developments so that people could have different uh, styles of housing or even, you oh, know, yeah. uh, and also I just, tiny homes are so fun. So I'm from, who, coming from living in a van for a little while, I love, I love tiny homes, but, or, or even, you know, these gorgeous condos and apartment buildings that are being built. If we could make some of those affordable or, you know, make zoning laws. I don't know. I'm going off on a tangent a little bit, but no, no, that's a good tangent. <laughs> no, I love it. I mean, and that's, that's what this is all about is, is, um, finding yeah. poking holes in our system. Yeah. You got to fit better, but uh, I, well, hopefully making life better. Hopefully, Right. <laughs> that's the plan anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's, can I ask, yeah. we forgot to ask you, where you're from. Oh, and this yeah. whole time I'm like, you've lived everywhere, but yeah. where, like, yeah, where where's do you home? Hail from. Well, you know, actually, going back to shouting out awesome local eateries, I live right by Alchemy Coffee. Uh, that's where I was born and raised. Oh, yeah. yeah. And everybody oh, should go wow. check out Alchemy. Love them. They do great. They highlight local artists and great coffee. Very awesome. cool. So, I so born and raised right here in Salt Lake City, right here, Liberty Wells. Did you ever, have you ever thought about leaving? Like, you know how we all get that itch, especially when we're younger and we're like, I'm going to get the heck out of Utah. You know, I can't handle this place. Sounds like New Zealand was probably the 
farthest away you could go. So you did a good well, job. That's, if that's true. What that's it was. true. I guess I, that's right. That's right. She was in New Zealand and New York and well, all that. So she I did, did get out. I had a minute. bad case of that. I had to get out of here. Yeah. When I was 20, yeah. I was like, if I live here for another second, I will lose my mind. And I had to leave to get kind of an appreciation. And I, I actually thought I'd never end up back in Utah. But, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> but you know, things work out and they work out how they're supposed to. My my grandma passed away. And so I had to come back a little early for her funeral and then COVID hit, but I knew. Oh. Um, so, I, so I was like, oh. I didn't really have a plan. And then COVID hit. And I was like, I knew that I wanted to open a business someday. And I was like, well, I know I grew up here. You know, my family's here. I, I have a lot of family friends here. Like this would be the place to open a business. Wow. Okay. So yeah, wow. now, now the timeline's kind of coming together a little bit there. So wow. Yeah. Bam, bam, bam. That's a lot of dominoes falling at the same time. It was, it was, it was wow. a lot of like painful growth and painful discoveries. And then, you know, you come to peace with it and you like, I, I feel great. I'm so happy to be in Utah right now. That's awesome. Yeah. Once you get over the hump of like self-growth, everything's great right? until you have another hump that you hit and then it sucks again. It's like cleaning your room. You do it and then you have to do it again and then you have to do it again. Yeah. It is, and it never ends. The task is never done. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm so glad that I reached out to you to come on the podcast. I am. I mean, you have a heck of a story. I am. Uh, I am. Uh, I'm sure our listeners are going to love this one and I'm sure they're going to, you know, connect. Hopefully they even take advantage of your service and in, in everything. Cause I mean, it's, it's a great idea. Let's run down the list. I mean, how can people connect with you that way yeah. and, and take advantage of your service? A hundred percent. So, um, fosters your failure on, uh, fosters com. You go on our website and you pick all the products you would like. You check out, you let us know if you want to buy one of our jars or refill your own. Um, and you can even, we have this feature where you can say how many ounces you want. So that way you know how much it could potentially cost and kind of control how, rather than, you know, let's say you have a huge jar, but you only want yeah. 10 ounces. You let us know. So we fill it exactly how you want it. Um, so that's a, a really nice feature. There was something else I was going. Oh, and another thing, just to keep in mind, we do all of our deliveries within 48 business hours, which I'm pretty proud of. So we will get it to you quick. You know, um, usually we get it to you people within 24 hours, but you know, as we get busy, especially around the holiday season, uh, we're 48 business hours is our guarantee. That's still impressive. I mean, it gets very, it's very steep and icy and there's a lot going on in the winter here. I am. I'm pretty proud of that actually. Cause you know, yeah, when people need soap amazing. or shampoo, you know, they need it then they need it. You know, they don't want to wait a week or however long. So we try to get our orders out as quick as possible. And then, um, when you do this estimated cost feature on our website, we won't actually charge you. So we don't want to ever overcharge. Like, let's say you want 10 ounces, but your jar only fits eight. That's what we'll charge you for. Oh, cool. Right on. And, and just a little hint for people listening. Remember to tip the bike messenger guy. You know? Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, I yeah. love that. Yeah. We had yeah, this one house um, leave us out candy canes the other day. And it was so cute. Aww. I was like, what that a sweetheart. So nice. Yeah. Um, oh, no. I was just going to say, sometimes, see, I think people here in Utah sometimes uh, – we forget, forget tipping, is forget a, tipping and, and kind of doing that. Yeah. So, oh, right. yeah, I love that. It truly is an essential part of a vibrant uh, economy. Yeah. So you're really doing your part yeah. by tipping. Oh, that's just really, thanks for bringing that up. That's really sweet. Anything else that you want to talk about before we wrap this episode up, Hannah? Anything that you want to make sure that is mentioned, promoted, that people connect with you? 
any hidden secrets that you share? <laughs> any no. skeletons in the closet? We're pretty much open book. Um, yeah. I would say if you could follow us on Instagram at Foster's Refillery, that would be awesome because we do most of our marketing on there. If there's any deals, we will post about it there. If we have new products or a new supplier come in, uh, we'll post about it there. Also, feel free to DM us with any questions because this is a totally new way to shop. You know, so there's definitely going to be questions. And so do not hesitate to reach out to us, you know, direct message us, send us an email. Our email is on the website and just ask all your questions, you know, because it is it's it's like kind of real. It's a training. We're training our um, our wonderful, wonderful customers to shop in a new way. Yeah. Yeah. I reach out to Hannah and say, hey, I heard you on I Am Salt Lake and I want to try some of these awesome products. So. Yeah. Oh, and I just I can't wait. I can't. I'm just hoping that you explode oh, and obviously you. have the manpower to cover it. <laughs> but like, I, you know, yeah. I just think this is so cool. I know I keep saying hopeful over and over, but I am hopeful. Things are going pretty well, you know, and people have been very, very supportive and people, you know, I've never even met have just, if you need anything, let us know. We love this idea. And it's been very, very sweet. That's awesome. Chrissy has a final question. She asks everybody. I'm going to let her ask the question. Thank you again for doing the podcast with us. And uh, we'll have to catch up down the road, you know, and see what you're up to. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. All right. My final question, no pressure, oh, gosh. is if you could leave our listeners with a motto or a piece of life advice, what would you tell them? I I think one thing that has been helpful in my life is don't take yourself too seriously, you know, and don't don't be too hard on other people. You know, if you give them the benefit of the doubt, they're likely to give you the benefit of the doubt, I've noticed. All right. Thanks again to Hannah for joining us on this episode of the podcast. All of the links that we mentioned in this conversation can be found at the podcast website, IamSaltLake.com slash 464. It's for episode 464. Go check out the links on the website. Go support the sponsors. Uh, Go check out some of the other episodes of the podcast while you're there. I did post a question on my Facebook page. I'm curious. I wanted to ask you this, Chrissy, before we uh, left this episode. I want to find out as we're closing this year, 2020, I want to find out what's the most important thing that you learned in 2020? Well, I have a silly answer and a real answer, but I'll give you the real answer for today. Yeah. I think the, the most important thing I learned in 2020 actually is that we really are all the same all of us, you know, no matter what uh, we've experienced or been through at the heart of all of humans, our brains, like we're all the same and we need to start integrating ourselves and all of our brain parts together and being the best version of ourselves. And I think a lot of that involves stepping back a little bit from technology and incorporating real life and and really just becoming a little more well-rounded. You've really been stepping away from technology. I've noticed that, which is yeah. actually surprising because you're such a technology person. You're, you're, well, you I embrace technology. Yeah, right? I love it. making technology, but I'm a very sensitive person, so I'm I'm one of those people that absorbs a lot. Yeah. And uh the overstimulation really sends me in a really unhealthy spiral and I just can't handle the technology stimulation like I thought I could. Sure. And so it's been really nice. It, it's interesting. I uh, I didn't really think taking breaks from technology. I was like, oh, you know, you hear people do that. You, you hear it and you roll your eyes. And you roll like, your eyes. We're all but doing it. when we got COVID, that was when I took a little bit of a break there from technology. And I was like, wow, this is kind of nice. 
It's, so like, I could, a, it's uh, like a human reset button. Yeah, absolutely. I want to. Um, so What's yours? So my the most important thing that I learned in 2020 is, is basically getting control of my own mind. Because once I can get control of my mind, that's when I can figure out the uh, solution to all of life's problems. Hell yeah. No, because I mean, it's like, honestly, if you think about it again, there's that word thinking about it. It's all just it's all in the brain. It's all in the mind. So um no, I love it. We, I think we kind of came to this a similar conclusion there about 2020. I think 2020 has made us all have to be introspective. And like it's made us go, oh my gosh, I have to be with myself 24-7, you know, without the outside stimulation. And I don't like myself. And we've all had to figure out what we don't like about ourselves and improve ourselves, which is really painful. It is. But I'm actually grateful for the pain. So that's, a, I'm being very long winded. I'm ready for 2021 though. <laughs> I, I mean, am I, we, so ready we for 2021. We got some fun things planned for the podcast. I have some fun things I haven't even shared with you, Chrissy. Ooh, oh, uh, I'm excited so to So yeah, them. go make sure to support any of our sponsors. They, they keep this podcast going, supportsaltlake.com. And oh, I wanted to mention, I'm going to be doing another podcast class. That's going to be starting in February. I figured I might as well start pushing that now, get some people signed up for it. It's going to be online. Yeah. It filled up last time. It sold so, out. Yeah. yeah. Filled up, sold out. There were like 20 people in the class. I am saltlake.com slash podcast class. That's going to forward you to the University of Utah page. It's going to tell you all about the class. You can sign up. And if you do sign up, and you show up for class, let me know if you're a listener of this podcast, because that would be cool. Yeah, you can get know. like a digital high five. Yeah, I was going to say, I wish I could give you <laughs> a gold star from the some teacher. money off of the class, but that's all done through the University of Utah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And you can also remember to visit IamSaltLake.com to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. And if you have a friend who you think would enjoy the show, go ahead and share it with them. All right. You guys have a great week. Have a happy New Year's and uh, get out and support the city right now. Support local, support some of these local businesses. And we're going to see you on the next episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. And good night, Grammy. <laughs>